Welcome to Off the Clock, a podcast by Procino Wells and Woodland, where we take a team-centered, family-focused approach to serving the estate planning and elder law needs of our community on the Eastern Shore. I'm Megan Siksinski, Client Services Director here at the firm, and I'm joined today by Suzanne Lenhard from Calm Care Navigation and Private Nursing Service. We're excited to discuss the Calm business and model, so let's get started. Thanks for being with us today, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. I really appreciate it. We're excited that you're here and that our listeners are getting an introduction to Calm. We find that so many older adults prefer to remain in their homes as their health changes. Not all of them, but most of them. And the question becomes, how can the older adult and their family make that happen in a safe manner? So I'd love to use our time together to learn more about Calm and how your services can help families answer those questions related to how their aging loved one can remain at home safely. So maybe you could get us started by introducing your business and what your company focuses on. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Megan. So Calm is, our major goal is to help seniors navigate their healthcare journey and help them age in place if that's what they choose. That's not what we they choose. I can also help coordinate and find them the best place for them. But the main goal is help seniors age in place. So when you become a client of Calm, you can think of it as having your own private nurse to guide and lead you through your healthcare journey for whatever that may be. And you will also receive a fierce advocate for you receiving the correct health care that you need. Advocacy is really important during these health changes. Advocacy is so important. I believe everybody should have an advocate for them. Somebody standing up there and fighting for them and making sure that their journey is going exactly the way it should be. So with Calm, you'll receive a personalized plan based on your individual needs. Some of the services that I offer are medication management, coordination of care, attending doctor's appointments, which always helps to have a second set of eyes. I can accompany to medical procedures, provide transportation to and from medical procedures and doctor's appointments, end-of-life care, and I also offer transitioning from the hospital into the home, which is always a big challenge for people who are coming home and you have all these different medications ordered now and you have all these new directions and follow-up care that is sometimes very overwhelming and you need someone to help navigate through that and make sure everything is set up correctly. Mm -hmm. We hear the need for the services you're describing so often and folks don't realize that they could benefit from those types of services until they're in the middle of the need for them. So great that so many listeners are getting a head start on this information and a foundation of knowledge that it's available. Mm -hmm. So it does make me curious though about what led you to establish your business. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. So I have been a nurse for 20 years and I have a lot of experience in nursing from ER to hospice to management. Um, But about eight years ago, my mother um, became ill and it's quite a story. So I will make it as short as possible. Um, But basically she was misdiagnosed with bronchitis and she was repeatedly treated for bronchitis with antibiotics. And I had suggested she see a pulmonologist, but parents don't always listen to their children. And she did not, and she ended up coming down with life-threatening C. diff. 
And if you don't know what C. diff is, I will spare you the gory details. But from that time, she ended up in the ICU. She ended up in the emergency room and then the ICU and was there for weeks and ended up having to go to rehab. So during that period while she was there, they did a CAT scan of her lungs and they found this spot on her lung. This was unbeknownst to me. I was not in the room when the doctor shared it, nor was she in her right mind to be able to remember it. But she was so sick at the time due to this misdiagnosis that they said, well, you know what? There's nothing that we can do about it right now. We just have to get you better and then we'll address it when you get better. Fast forward a couple months, she finally comes home from rehab and she follows up with a pulmonologist. Her original pulmonologist left the practice, so it was a new pulmonologist. And they're like, okay, you're looking good and never addressed it. A year later, she went in for a cyst on her clavicle and they did a, another ultras or a CAT scan for that. And they discovered this nodule again. And then it was, you know, everybody's on deck. Let's figure out what this is. So being the nurse that I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to dig into your old charts. And I discovered that the original CAT scan she had when she was in the ICU said that this nodule was highly suspicious for malignancy. It had the looks of it. It had what they called spiculated borders. There was pretty much no doubt that it was malignant. And the report actually said follow up till resolution. But nobody followed up with this. So that is a big, big example of the lack of continuity of care. Nobody followed up because when her original doctor left, the new doctor did not read the information all the way back in the chart. So that was completely missed. On top of that, they referred us to a surgeon. And the surgeon that we first saw was going to do what they call a thoracotomy. They, he was going to cut her from chest all the way around her side to her back, crack her ribs, go in there, take a lobe out to get rid of this cancer that thankfully did not spread um, um, beyond that one lobe in the year period, which is unbelievable, but she got very lucky. And I decided the last minute that second opinions are always great. So we went to another well-known cancer center for a second opinion. And the doctor there had no idea what they, why they would do a fluorocotomy. They could do it all by video. She was on the operating table, operating table the next week. She came out with three little holes and remained cancer-free for five years. Through this entire experience, the amount of mistakes that I found because of lack of communication and continuity of care was huge. And that was the first moment I decided nobody should ever have to go through this again. And for people who don't have anyone in the medical profession, and even if you do, if they are not getting into the charts and looking back, then you don't know. You just go by what the doctors say. So it was that moment that I decided that I wanted to do something about this. It took me a couple years, but I finally formed Calm and basically in honor of her. And one of the biggest things that I want to get across that we offer is I want to build trusting and caring relationships with my clients. I want my clients to know that if they need something, if they call me, I am going to be there for them. And I want them to know that I am going to listen. I will be compassionate when I hire another nurse. They will also be like-minded um, because I just want that person to know, hey, 
you know what, we have calm that we can depend on at any point and we can trust to help guide our decisions. Mm -hmm. I can see how your experience with your mom would really create a lot of passion for mm -hmm. you in this area and helping families avoid everything that your family experienced. Yes, yes. It was very, it was a very difficult time for sure. And it was the first time, even though I had been a nurse for a long time, even at that point, it was the first time that it really hit home how our healthcare system is so lacking in this continuity of care. Mm -hmm. I must say, I don't blame the doctors. I don't blame the companies. I don't blame the nurses. It's a systematic issue. Mm -hmm. Well, I do sit here and think about our primary caregivers. You know, I mm -hmm. think about that job that they're doing, taking care of their loved one. There are so many family dynamics or other relationships that are, you know, involved in that caregiver dynamic. But I still think that some of our listeners have possibly never felt that caregiver role. And I wonder if you could describe the experience of the average caregiver. You know, we, we use descriptive words like stressful, overwhelmed, but I think that your experience might lend a hand at really describing that better, or describing all of the care needs that a person might be managing that they are not an expert at, that they have never done before. Mm -hmm. So can we pause and travel down that path for a moment, just asking you to describe what you see as the average experience of the primary caregiver for an aging or unhealthy loved one? Absolutely. Um, caregiving is extremely difficult. It's extremely exhausting. Um, and if you are a caregiver and you are exhausted, it is okay. It is no reflection of your, your person or the amount of love you have for your loved one. But just being exhausted and not knowing what to do is perfectly normal. I see a lot of, we have a large senior community in this area and many of them do not have family members that live close. So I get a lot of calls from adult children that are wondering, you know what, mom, dads, their memory isn't as good as it used to be. They fell last week. They want to be in their home, but I don't think it's safe, but I'm not there. I don't know what to do. That in itself is very stressful because you're trying to constantly figure out, well, what is the right thing to do? I don't want to make a mistake. And for a lot of people, it's the number one thing on their mind over and over again, which is extremely stressful. So that's one way that calm can come in is um, I go and I can check on your loved ones, let you know, you know what, I've been seeing them for about a month or so. And I really think that they might need a bar in their shower at this point, or we may need to look into having them see a physical therapist, whatever it may be. And just being that liaison and that set of eyes in there for them. And then we have the caregivers who are living with their loved ones that they're caring for. And that is also very stressful because at that point you feel like you're living just to care for them and you kind of lose your own life and you can lose your own identity because you become, I just care for my mom, I just care for my dad. And you also kind of like lose that role as daughter or son. And it should not be like that. Your, your, your loved ones, your parents, your sibling, your spouse, whoever it is that you're caring for, you should be able to be 
the daughter, the son, the spouse, whatever it is, without having this overwhelming challenge of taking care of them and navigating their healthcare roles. And even the, even if you need to do the basic activities of daily living, you know, you should have somebody in there that can help you with that. So you can just spend quality time with your loved ones and not have to be their caretaker all the time. That's such an impactful way to phrase that. Actually, it reminds me of some of the messaging that we've used at the firm where we've mm-hmm. said, you know, I of course want to help my dad, but I still need time to just be his little girl. Mm-hmm. And making sure that those dynamics can stay intact. Well, of course, you do all the things that you want to do and would naturally do to help Mm -hmm. your loved one. So I love how you phrase that. Mm -hmm. And I do have to say, just real quick back on the caregiver part, even as a nurse, when my mother went into the emergency room that day um, before she was put in the ICU, I actually worked at the same hospital system. So I knew the emergency room doctors and they were coming at me with, you know, this is her level, this is this and this. And I had to tell them, stop, stop. I'm not a nurse right now. I'm her daughter right now. And I need you to break it down for me. So even in the professional role, when it is your loved one, it can still be very overwhelming. So I imagine when you don't have any medical background, when doctors are shooting all this information at you, how hard it is to process. Because even for me, it was hard to process. A really good example of how medication management, which is one of the services they offer, works is I have a a lovely woman and her daughter called me and said, my mom needs help. She doesn't feel well. I don't know what to do. She has all these medications. She is in the hospital right now. Can you come when she gets home from the hospital? So I said, sure, absolutely. So she came home from the hospital with um, a diagnosis. She had had a heart attack and she was in home. And I, first thing I did was sat down and I got permission to get all of the charts from all of her different doctors, from her PCP, her pulmonologist, her cardiologist. And I took, and the hospital took all these charts and I synthesized all the information. And the first thing I saw was that she was prescribed one blood thinner from her PCP and the other blood thinner from her cardiologist, which in rare cases, two blood thinners is okay, but in her case, it was not. When I had come in, there was already a home health care company that had been in there. She had already been through discharge in the hospital and she had already been to one follow-up appointment. Yet this two blood thinners never got caught because the home health care company didn't have access to one of the charts and the cardiologist didn't know what the PCP was doing. So here she is walking around on two blood thinners for about a month or so, which is very, very dangerous. And unfortunately, she had fallen during that time frame too. Thank goodness she did not hit her head because that could have had a detrimental effect. So I called the cardiologist. He said, absolutely, stop this one medication. And, you know, we went from there. Um, So that is a really big example. And that happens all the time. And it's because one doctor doesn't have the information that the other doctor does. And I always suggest bring all your medications into every doctor's appointment 
but sometimes that still doesn't really do it. Um, so if you really need somebody to get in and take a look at all of the information, everything that the doctors have ordered and make sure that they all coincide. And also, there are many people who are over-prescribed medication. There is a big push right now in the medical community for de-prescribing. So taking seniors off of all these, you know, 15 medications that could cause side effects. As we get older, medications don't work the same in our body as they used to. Um, it can, can increase falls. As a matter of fact, uh, medication errors is the number one reason for avoidable adverse events, including falls. Wow. Yeah, so very important. Very important. That sounds incredibly helpful. I can think of so many examples, even within my own family, where mm -hmm. these services would have been so helpful in navigating certain healthcare needs and promoting communication between parties that should absolutely be communicating and really providing confidence to the patient and mm -hmm. their closest to loved ones about the care they're receiving and the plan, you know, what's coming and what should we expect. Navigation goes into a lot of that also. Mm -hmm. So I have, I had another client who um, was not actually my typical client. He was not a senior. Um, but he needed some skilled care. He, there was a, he was in a bad accident and he needed wound care and some pick line care. And what I was able to do with him was help navigate him through the system. Cause once he was out of the hospital, that was pretty much it. So I became the liaison between the wound care center, his surgeon, his doctor, his pain medication doctor. And I was able to help navigate him through that and, you know, saying, you know what, I think it's time you need to go and check in with your surgeon on this. Or I feel like I got physical therapy in there. I feel like right now physical therapy should be in here. And let's take a look at that. So really just navigating the field and knowing what's out there, because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even know what is available to them. I sit here thinking about your services and kind of want to describe you as hired family, you know, family because you care about your patients and you care about what happens to them and you want the very best for them. But the professional element lets you kind of show up as a workhorse and check mm -hmm. off that to-do list like no one else can. Part of it's your familiarity and your experience in this industry. And part of it's, you know, the nature of kind of being on the clock where family and friend caregivers are balancing everything else alongside checking off the to-do list. Mm -hmm. So it sounds incredibly valuable. Exactly. Yes. And I do, my, my promise is that you will be treated with the compassion and the respect and given the care that I would have wanted for my mother mm -hmm. or for a family member. Yeah. You can't ask for more than that. Suzanne, we've heard about a lot of the services that folks and I think our listeners would just naturally think of being provided by a business like yours, but I'd love to hear about all the services that you're offering that are maybe off the beaten path, services that folks wouldn't just naturally think of, but that you can also help with. Oh, that's a great question. When you hear care coordination, um, I believe most people probably think, you know, coordinating the attending of doctor's appointments and making sure all the doctors are on the same page, everything that I had said. But that also includes for me to help my client with anything that they need. So 
maybe all of a sudden they're having trouble making their own meals and they live alone. I can help them get set up with, you know, either meals on wheels, but not just meals on wheels. There's so many other meal plans and out there that I can help get set up for and help you, um, work through to see which one is the best for you. Um, I can help arrange any other kind of services that you need. Maybe you need a clean, someone to help you clean your house or you need an aid in the home every morning to help you with your morning activities. And I can do things like I had someone ask me the one thing that she wanted to do um, that she hasn't been able to do for years was go to the beach. So I love to do things like that too. Well, let's put you in the car. I'll put the walker in the back and we are going to go and we are going to stroll on the beach. Those are the things that really make my heart swell because even though I am providing this very necessary nursing, medical guidance and help, it's really about the holistic care of the client and their whole well-being and really just making them happy and having them being able to to live their senior years as happy and as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. It does sound incredibly comprehensive. It's not just about remaining at home safely, but remaining at home safely, happily. Yes. So, mm-hmm. Suzanne, where can our listeners get more information about Calm? So my website is www.coms, now that's spelled C-A-L-M-M-M-S, with three M's and an S, dot com. So C-A-L-M-M-M-S dot com, or you can reach out to me at 302-313-1116, and you can also email me at Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, at comms, C-A-L-M-M-M-S dot com. That's great. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing with our listeners. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Megan. This was wonderful. Thanks for being with us today on Off the Clock. If you'd like to learn more about us, visit our website at pwwlaw.com. Of course, you can contact us directly by calling 302-628-4140 or emailing info at pwwlaw.com. We're here to help you plan today to protect your family's tomorrow. See you next time. Anything discussed on Off the Clock is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. To obtain the most reliable guidance, listeners are encouraged to seek personalized advice from qualified professionals. 